Welcome. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here. This is episode 35. Yes, this is episode 35 of Speak the Truth. We've been doing this for, I guess, uh, well, I would say a month, but it's actually been probably about two months now because I took like a 10-day break when I was in France. Hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your week. I know uh, I know, I am. We, we launched Guggen Uncut yesterday. We actually broke the website, apparently. So if a lot of you guys went on there to sign up for it, we apparently they keep getting warnings to say daily threshold limit. I don't even know what the hell that means. So we've been working with developers throughout the night to try to get it kind of uh, situated for some of y'all. If y'all are looking for the content that you miss, we, we've actually launched it on GuggenUncut.com. All the... All the stuff that I literally love doing, the, the, the stuff that we can't show on YouTube. So, but we'll kick it off today. Chicago's doing Chicago things. If you guys didn't know, they're going to be giving away some more cash. Oh, if you want to move to Chicago, you guys can. Even though I stated yesterday that there was roughly 80,000 people leaving Chicago, or uh, Illinois, I guess, every single year because that state sucks. I'm sorry if you live there, but it is actually, I think it was the second highest state or ranked second worst for people leaving uh, mainly due to politics and, as we do know, taxes. You guys get absolutely destroyed on taxes there. So Chicago City Council is poised to vote this week on what would be uh, one of the nation's largest basic income programs. So if you like socialism, Chicago's for you. They're going to be giving 5,000 low-income households uh, 500 a month. Yes, 500 a month for using federal money that's from the pandemic stimulus. So they're going to be using pandemic stimulus money and just giving it away to people that I guess are in low income housing. The one year pilot program is funded by nearly $2 billion Chicago received from the Biden administration's American rescue plan supported by the city's 50 aldermen. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of this. I don't think a lot of people are going to be a big fan of this, uh, but it received some pushback from the 20 member black caucus. So the 20 member black caucus there in Chicago, which has urged Lightfoot to redirect the money to violence prevention programs. Oh my God. That would be a little bit more, Probably useful there in Chicago, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? I mean, we're talking about one of the biggest and most crime-ridden cities that has one of the highest murder rates in the entire country. They should probably be putting that money where it needs to be used. I mean, I'm not saying don't give people with low-income housing some money, but I'm just throwing it out there. Critics worry that guaranteed income programs will discourage people from finding jobs. Holy That sounds Really? So you're telling me that giving people money to stay home because they make less money is going to discourage them from getting a better job and or working in general. <laughs> yeah. Drain the labor force is particularly concerned amid the record uh, job openings in this country this year. Yes, we have record job openings, and yet people do not want to go to work. This is, this is the crazy thing. Chicago, record job openings. Guess what they're going to do? Give people money to stay home. Love it. Last week, the National Federation of Independent Business reported that 51% of small business owners have jobs they cannot fill, more than double the historic average of 22%. (laughs) This is so goofy. Is this not goofy? I think it's, I don't know. It's so stupid to me. I I don't get it. I don't even, like, when she's sitting there, Lori Lathwood is sitting there. I was talking about it yesterday. Her name's been in my mouth the last two days. It tastes terrible, by the way. Absolutely just it's a terrible taste. It goes out of my mouth. I gotta, hold on. I got to wash it out. I don't understand what the f- she is thinking. The redistributing money to low-income housing people when they have one of the biggest crime problems in the entire country. Okay. I'm not saying they don't give money to... I, I, I don't know. It can go both ways. Some people may need it and may help their, their children. 
But another way to look at it is you're not really giving those people in the low income areas uh, a reason to go out and find a better job and or work harder. That's all it really is in the end. Anybody can. Uh, that's the greatest thing about America. Anybody can actually get out of a situation if they try hard enough. Not all of us were born with money. I wasn't born with money. I didn't have any money. So, I mean, you can literally, that's, a, that's the greatest thing about America is you literally can build anything you want. Like you could do anything you set your mind to. And, and just giving people that are in low-income areas free money is not going to give them the drive to, to succeed at, what, at anything in life. So, anyway, there's, my, there's my, my, my bit on that. So we all know what's been really kind of going on, I guess. Maybe some of you guys do know, but the, the Virginia school board stuff, it's kind of set everything off in, in this world when we have talking about CRT and what's really going on within the schools, which is a good thing. I think it's a great thing. I think that parents should have a, a say in how their kids are taught. Uh, if, if we're the ones that are paying the taxpayer dollars, like taxpayer dollars are funding the school districts. And if that's the case, then we should have a say in what the kids are taught, correct? I mean, it's not, it's not up to the government essentially to, to indoctrinate or to mind, mind I was about to use a, a terrible word there, but destroy in the sense of you're living in California, Oregon, or Washington, your kids are probably being manipulated into being something that you, you may or may not want them to be. So this goes on the state here. This is Obama was over there in uh, Virginia because they have somebody that's, that's running for a Democratic seat over there. So they want to make sure that he doesn't lose. So Obama's over there trying to make sure that he doesn't lose the race, the governor's race. So we don't have time to be wasting on these phony trumped up culture wars, this fake outrage that right wing media peddles to juice the ratings. That's exactly what Obama was saying. So saying that is actually kind of ignorant because I don't think there's any right wing medias that are peddling to juice their ratings when it comes to this stuff. This is this is this is pretty dumb. Obama also suggested the outrage was over some actions by school boards, such as implementation of mass mandates in critical race theories is unjustified. No, Obama. Me getting irritated because you want to, if, if it was in my school district, I would actually be sitting there at those board meetings myself because, and there's no way in hell I'd want CRT taught to my child. And that's, that's the beauty of having a little bit of an expendable income. If it comes down to it, I'll just put them in private school where you know exactly what the kid's going to be taught. That's a good thing about working your ass off and being able to have some expendable money to where, you know what, if the government's public school district, which, by the way, I'm all for public schools. I think it actually is better for the kids when it comes when they get older because not everything's handed to them. I don't think private schools personally are good for kids. I'm just going down a little rant here. I don't believe that they're good for kids for the fact that everybody within that school generally is going to have money so they don't really understand or fathom what it's like to mingle with people of all different um, wealth, I guess, brackets, in a sense. You know what I mean? And I think that's going to hurt them down the long run because they won't know how to adjust and or speak to people in a manner that, uh, I don't want to put this, without sounding like an arrogant asshole, you know. Anyway, I I like public school's good. I think public school's amazing. I went to public school till 10th grade, and then I didn't go to anything after that, so... So instead of stoking anger aimed at school boards and administrators who are just trying to keep our kids safe, we should be making it easier for teachers in schools to keep our kids the world-class education they deserve and to do so safely while they're in the classroom. That's exactly what Obama said. I think he's talking about just shoving – I don't know at this point if he's wanting us to put tampons in our kids' nose and just tape them up. I've always thought about making that as an Instagram photo, but I know that it would get fat-checked and I would probably – have another ding to myself. I was literally thinking about shoving tampons in my nose and then wrapping tape around, you know, 
it. You know, we're getting to the point where that's that's what we need to do. I should <laughs> imagine me getting on an airplane, getting ready, going through security. They're like, <laughs> I'm just like envisioning myself with these two tampons shoved up into my nose. I'm like, what? This is better than a mask. I use tampons to plug bullet holes and plug my nose up pretty good. I don't know how the hell we got on that conversation. I have no idea. Anyway, parents quickly slammed the former president's remarks. That is the most tone deaf statement I've ever heard. First and foremost, everything that has come up with the cover up in Loudoun County has to do with sexual assault on girls. To say that this is trumped up as a political thing is laughable, which is very true. So if you guys didn't know what I was talking about, I actually found what we were looking for. So the teenager was actually found guilty in that uh, entire Loudoun County bathroom assault. So, the big thing that stemmed it was not just CRT or mass. It was also like when it comes to gender specific bathrooms, they were allowing men because that's what they are. Boys, men, if you have something dangling between your legs, you are a man. There's, there's literally nothing between a man. You are either a man or a woman. There's no in between. There's no, you can't go from a man to a woman. That's not a real thing. I don't believe it. At least you can't cut my, my, my sack off. And now that, and just call me a woman. That's not, that's not a real thing. Let's be real. And if you're a woman, I can't pull your inners out to make you a man. That's not the way God made you. You're either a man or you're a woman. There's no in between. That's just my beliefs. I know there's probably a lot of people that do not believe me or believe in that, but that's, it is what it is. The teenager was accused of sexually assaulting a ninth grade girl in Loudoun County, Virginia high school, and he was found guilty on all charges. And I say he, it's because it is a fucking he. The victim was assaulted in a woman's restroom at Stonebridge High School by a male. There we go. They, they use the right term there. Allegedly wearing a skirt. A juvenile court judge found that the evidence enough to convict, but will hold a sentencing until the convicted teenager, now 15, is tried for another alleged assault on a different high school. So this 15-year-old was uh, is being convicted on another assault in a different high school. I'm going to say right now, this person is 15. Underage, I'm going to say they probably have some sort of, I, I don't know. You would have... Probably there had to be something within this child's life to make them think that they should be dressing and acting like this. Like if you probably stem backwards, it's probably the child could have been abused in some sort of way. Who knows? I mean, you look at a lot of serial killers and all the stuff that you see on Netflix and all those series. Most of the time, the people that commit all these kind of crimes were actually abused as children, either sexually and or physically or mentally, I guess. Either or if that's the case and this kid is acting like this, maybe they should look into the, the parents or whoever's, the actual guardian of the child. The assault uh, against Smith's daughter was reported on May 28th, and the school told Smith that they would handle it internally. He got police involved, but on October 6th, the same boy who was convicted on the May assault was charged with another assault at a different high school, and the Smiths are suing at the, the, the school district, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. And they're going to win, and they're going to crush the district. So that's going to suck for uh, – what's kind of ironic is they're suing the school district. school district is going to pay up for it, using taxpayer dollars. That actually just got me thinking. I wonder if there's insurance policies. Now the schools probably don't have that. The city probably pays for it. I was like thinking in my head, because you could have insurance policies for stuff like this if you get sued and hmm. I don't know. Anyway, parents definitely the Smiths are definitely gonna win. There's no doubt about that. Because I don't know if you guys the whole reason why this entire thing is going on over there in Virginia is because this gentleman got arrested. And if you haven't seen the photo, I think his nose is bleeding or his mouth's bleeding and his shirt's all torn up and yeah. Yeah, I'd do the same. I mean, someone did that to my daughter. I'd be at the school raising hell. Just any, I think any American would. I'm, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason not to. All right, we're gonna take a trip real quick. We're gonna take a hop on a flight and we're gonna go to Sudan just for a second. 
Just for a second, though. Don't really want to talk about Sudan as much. You guys know there's a coup going on over there right now. Military coup, that is. Anyway, the Biden administration has done something pretty good here. They suspended $700 million in planned aid for Sudan uh, over the condemned members of... Uh, or they condemned the members of Sudan's military involved in the coup that ousted the country's civilian-led transitional government from power. Which I find kind of crazy at the same time that there's governments in these countries who literally, this is the second one that we could speak of that I, I, I feel like I, I could actually do some research on this now. How many countries in the world are relying on U.S. government aids? Or aid. I said aids. My bad. U.S. government aid. $700 million. It's right there. Think about Afghanistan, how much government aid they were getting and funding. How many of these countries around the world are, self, are self-reliant just on the amount of aid and cash that we give them? None of them are actually functioning governments. Let's be real. Let's be honest. There's no trade really going on in that portion of the country that we, 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 we gain. We're not gaining any money back from it. Just U.S. taxpayers' money that's just getting fucking thrown out the window. All right. Sudan's military arrested Prime Minister Abdullah Hamdak. Hamdak. And other senior officials prompting widespread demonstrations against the takeover. Military forces opened fire on some of the protesters, killing three and wounding dozens more. That kind of stuff wouldn't happen in America. So, you know, we're talking about like, oh, my God, Trump's taking a military coup. He's taking over the No, that's kind of stuff. This wouldn't happen. There's absolutely no way the military is going to fire upon civilians in America. Just wouldn't happen. For one, here in Sudan, these people probably don't have a lot of weapons. In America, I think we have a stout amount of weapons. But as, as our, as our fearless leader said, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, think that the, the civilians would ever stand up to the military because they have bombers or some shit like that. I can't even remember what he said. So there you go. Yeah. We're condemning pretty much what's going on over there in Sudan. If you guys don't know what's actually happened, uh, Sudan has descended into a crisis after the military dissolved the country's power sharing government and declared a state of emergency on Monday, which was yesterday. The move has crushed hopes for a peaceful transition of power uh, following the ousting of former President Omar al-Bashir in 2019. I guess that guy was actually kind of a turd the more I read into it. I guess a lot of these people, there's a lot of corruption, of course, that goes on in the world. But anyway, Sudan had been ruled by an uneasy alliance between the military and civilian groups since 2019. But on Monday, the military effectively took control. So military controls all of Sudan right now. Prime Minister Abdullah Hamak and his wife were detained and taken to an undisclosed location, and multiple government ministers and officials were also arrested. So basically, this is a Netflix series that's going to be coming to theaters or to your home here in 2022 or 2023. Literally, country was taken over by the government, or excuse me, by the military, and the head officials were captured and taken somewhere that nobody knows. The head of Sudan's armed forces, by the way, this is kind of goofy when I read this. I had to read this twice. Dissolved the power-sharing sovereign council and transitional government, saying in a televised statement that an independent and fair representative government would assume power until one is elected in 2023. Can I read that last part again? Just so you guys have an understanding. Imagine living in Sudan. Guy comes on your TV that just took over the government, says that an independent and fair representative government would assume power until one is elected in 2023. Okay, that sounds fair and independent right out the gate. So if you're living in Sudan and you're listening to this, which I think there's approximately zero people, I feel bad for you. All right, let's move on. Ilhan Omar. It's like Lori Lightfoot's back in my mouth. God, that's a terrible thing to say out loud. (laughs) Now, this one is just stupid. 
I think that sometimes these super left people, I'm not saying uh, Democrats in general, because you have super left and you have like far right. Far right's pretty dumb as well. They, they do some stupid shit. Ilhan Omar, we all know there's not a single person on planet Earth that knows just a tad bit about politics would ever say that Ilhan Omar did not state that she wanted to defund the police. I think there's every single person in America, if you said that, they would say, yeah, she does. Ilhan Omar is blaming dysfunctional police for the violent crime spike. Awkward silence there. Anyway, she went on to blame the police for recent rise in crime in Minneapolis, accusing the city's officers of not fulfilling their oath to office. Me reading that makes me want to fucking take this mic and throw it through the wall. I'm not like, I'm not even, that makes me literally want to pull this fucker off the table and beat the shit out of the wall with it. Well, you're going to have a lot of bleeping to do in this, this episode. <laughs> I just, I just, this is so stupid. Is This is, this is the dumbest thing ever. Oh my God. I don't even know how you can say this. How, how does she sleep at night knowing that she's going back and forth? It's like dating two people at once. What we must also recognize is the reduction of policing currently in our system. Actually, let, let me back up. Let me say that. So she goes on to state this. What we must also recognize is the reduction of in policing currently in our city and the lawlessness that is happening due to two things. I'm excited about these two things. Y'all ready? <coughs> One of them. The police have chosen not to fulfill their oath to office. And to provide public safety, they are owed to the citizens they serve. Holy. Oh, my God. What? Can we can we like backtrack six months? Oh, my God. So as violent crime has surged Minnesota over the last year, rising 17 percent, 17 percent in total while setting records for murders. OK, you know why they're gaslighting this? You know why they're trying to make it seem like they're they're now blaming the cops? 2022 is coming. Just going to throw that out there. They don't want to be the ones that are saying, yeah, we call for defund the police. And now every single article is going to state rising crime rates in every one of these democratically led cities. Every one of them. You guys listen to this. I'm not making this up. You literally can go to Google search. You can search anything you want. I don't care what city it is. Any main city that is democratically led is going to have some sort of increase. If they were defunding the police, increase of spike in uh, homicidal rates shootings, like literally anything. Omar's approach to crime included backing a November 2nd ballot measure to replace the entire Minneapolis Police Department with a Department of Public Safety. The measure would remove the requirement that the city would have a minimum number of officers based on the city's population. Why would you go against that? Why in the world would you go? That That's like the, that's asinine. That's the dumbest thing ever. You want to have a minimum number of, of police officers to the amount of people that are in the city. You don't want to have a stagnant number of say 50 police officers. And all of a sudden now you went from a hundred to people that live in your city to 5,000. There's no way that those 50 police officers at that point can maintain 5,000 people. I know that was a terrible way to put it, but you see what I'm saying? You can't do that. It's got to be adjusted to population. Omar pinned the blame squarely on the shoulders of the city's police department, accusing it as being dysfunctional. The Minneapolis police department is most dysfunctional in our state and probably in the country. Hmm, is it now? The Democratic lawmaker blasted the department lack of accountability, saying that it is something that doesn't exist in this moment. I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to hold her in lack of accountability for anything she's ever done for this nation, other than complain, complain, ask for money, complain, and defund the police. Like, what is she known for other than complaining? Getting up there with her group of girls and just screaming for the most asinine, stupid policies that this world has ever seen. 
And of course, none of it ever gets approved. So literally we pay these people or you guys pay these people, I guess, up there to do absolutely nothing for you because nothing ever gets passed that they want. And they basically just scream from the rooftops for really stupid stuff. Thank God I only go up there like once a year to fish. If I want to go up there, it's not really my favorite. All right. We're going to take a flight. We're going to go flying over the ocean now. I don't know why we take a flight all the time from here, but if you guys don't know, joint Chinese-Russian naval exercise in which a flotilla of 10 warships completed a near circle around Japan's main island has been touted by the two countries as means of ensuring stability in, in the Vault region. That is definitely not going to help with stability in that region whatsoever. I don't really know how Russia and China teaming up and doing circles around Japan is going to make for some stability. It seems like China and in the far left of this country are literally almost aligned when it comes to propaganda bullshit, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. It's going to be kind of funny. Do you guys know lobsters uh, brought COVID to the country? Found that out. Analysts say the drills are likely to have the opposite effect. <laughs> No way. Potentially uh, reigniting regional tensions and enhancing claims by the Japanese government that it needs to increase military spending to counter Chinese aggression. All right. So pretty much all they're going to do is make it toward Japan. Um, I almost said Japanese. Uh, Japan is going to be increasing its military budget, which um, I don't think a lot of people realize when you increase military budget, you're not just spending money on bullets. You're spending money and you're creating tens of thousands of jobs every time you increase the budget, in a sense, because... At that point, you're actually creating actual products. In, in, like, Think about it. The advancement in airplanes was not because a civilian or some random person was just like, oh, let's make these jets faster for, for, for use. It's because there was a government-funded thing that came about that needed to advance our airplanes. So now we have jets. Everything you think of inside this earth when it comes to super fast the progress of technology in itself is mainly is going to be coming from government funding in military operations because they're trying to stay a step ahead of the country like for instance we have like supersonic missiles now we have like that's another thing we'll be talking about here later on you have these missiles that travel literally to space and then they're kind of wild i didn't think that this is a thing actually i don't think it's supersonic i think it's faster than that i said supersonic i meant hypersonic excuse me not supersonic yeah if you think about it so they they create like when it comes to military, like I don't, that's why I always think people are crazy when they say, well, we got to take away from the military budget. Well, you take away from the military budget. At that point, you're stopping people from doing research and development on products that a lot of the times, i.e., let's talk about how about the fucking internet? Who came up with the internet? Crickets? The fucking government. So apparently the voyage was the first joint China-Russia uh, naval port in the Western Pacific and it saw the vessels through the uh, strait that separates Japan's main island and northern island of Hokkaido before heading down to the nation's eastern coast and back towards China. There was literally absolutely no reason for them to go over there. You know how big the ocean is? I mean, they did this all for like what we would call a show of force is what it is. It will reinforce the conclusion that Japan has already drawn that China potentially presents a threat to Japan and therefore it has to increase its own defense, spending and readiness in dealing with it. The Japanese Defense Ministry actually described the exercises uh, throughout the week as unusual. Yeah. Me too. I'm sitting here in the United States and I'm wondering why in the world would China and Russia team up to go circle around a random country in the ocean. If you also didn't know, Chinese military is looking at options for attacking an enemy port. This is from the Chinese media. They're actually reporting this. There's an image right here I'm looking at. This is from 16 hours ago, by the way, of an underwater explosion that's coming up through, um, I don't really, it's just through the water. It's pretty much the deal here. But the PLA recently conducted its first testing exploring port destruction and with underwater explosives. They literally have this thing built. So imagine this a circular little area with a long jetty. And in the middle of it, they had a port that they're trying to 
do experiments on blowing up. I want to throw this out there. I don't know if the Chinese government realizes it's very difficult to get into, say, a military base to destroy a port like that. Very difficult. You got to get past netting. There's underwater stuff that I don't even understand completely, but just imagine an underwater alarm system. It's not nearly as easy as you would think, I would assume. But And I don't even the Navy, and I know this. I could imagine what kind of super secret intel stuff that we have. The Chinese military is thinking about how to stealthily destroy. That's a word I've never actually used. Stealthily destroy a naval port to cripple an adversary's capabilities and hinder its ability to fight. That is from the People Liberations Army. Yeah, that's actually a Navy officer explained to the state media about that. Chinese media said that the data will provide scientific support to attack hostile ports in a real war. So this is kind of crazy. They're actually doing real wartime exercises now about how to take out a hostile's port. He told Chinese media that if we can use stealthy ways like underwater explosions to destroy ports, we can kill off the enemy's war potential. An unnamed military analyst in Beijing told the Chinese estate affiliated media outlet, wow, that's a, that is a real long title, that attacking key ports could undermine the U.S. strategy in dispersing its forces throughout the Indo-Pacific region by threatening the critical supply lines that U.S. forces would require to operate effectively. Now, if you're sitting at home or in your car or on the shitter right now, I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. This whole war thing with China, it's, it's going to turn into, I don't know, maybe an 80s type Cold War with Russia, but it is 100% going to kick off. There's absolutely no way it's not going to. I don't, what else is going to happen? I think China is going to slip into, if they slip into any kind of economic decline, because they keep having also COVID shutdowns, what's hurting their manufacturing, they're going to have to have a reason. And if you guys do not understand this, which a lot of you guys probably do, war actually kind of gives your economy a significant boost. It really does. I don't know if a World War III would do that, but I don't really understand what China's trying to do with this kind of propaganda stuff. It's a little different coming from China than North Korea. In a sense, North Korea doing this kind of stuff is like, yeah, okay. We've seen your training videos. You run your men through concrete walls with their face. Like, good job. This is a little different. This is the second largest economy on planet Earth with the largest population, which we all know largest population does not do very much for you. Just means more bodies you got to clean up. But this one's kind of goofy. So China's also linked to a disinformation. Well, that's not super goofy, but what they're talking about is a disinformation researcher at the University of Oxford who has been tracking messages that Chinese diplomats and state media spread on Twitter for 18 months spotted the emergence of a surprising coronavirus origin. Ooh, this is kind of tasty. The Chinese consul general, something, something, I don't, no idea how to say that. Uh, tweeted an unfounded claim that COVID-19 could have been imported to China from the United States through a batch of Maine lobsters. Yes, a batch of Maine lobsters that were shipped to a seafood market in Wuhan in November of 2019. So now we're going from it came from a bat in Wuhan. Now it's coming to Maine lobsters, a tasty Maine lobster. With some further digging, he discovered a network of more than 550 Twitter accounts uh, shared with NBC News, excuse me, spreading a nearly identical message translated into multiple languages, including Spanish, English, French, Polish, Korean, and Latin. Latin. In similar times each day between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Uh, China Standard Time. That's a little strange. So apparently this is the third or fourth major different redirection the Chinese officials have gone in and tried to show that COVID outbreak started in the U.S. I mean, China never does anything wrong, but this is kind of goofy. It looks crude and not, not sophisticated when you look at it from the individual accounts, but these kind of networks are designed to try and get topics to trend on social media, which apparently they haven't. So the, 
I mean, they're doing a really good job on, on talking about lobster coming from Maine spreading COVID, but there's not a single American other than this one that just talked about it to you guys that's been talking about lobsters spreading COVID. So the real question that we ask ourselves, can the United States defend itself from a Chinese missile attack? That is the question. As you guys do know, which I was talking about, I said supersonic earlier and I meant hypersonic. They have uh, made hypersonic weapons, apparently. Uh, if you do not know what that is, hypersonic weapons are broadly defined as any vehicle or missile that moves at a Mach 5, which is five times uh, the speed of sound or around 3,800 miles an hour. Imagine riding on that son of a gun. Might peel your face off. Anyway, reports following the test indicated that the concern is that the missiles reported as nuclear-capable uh, were able to circle the Earth before heading for its target. Hmm. The vehicle in question appears to be deploying orbital bombardment system. I don't know what in the world that is. I wish there was a link for me to click on what the hell a bombardment system was, which would approach a target at a slower altitude than an ICBM. Hmm. So basically, it's a little car, the way that I'm envisioning it, driving around the United, or driving around the, driving around the world, stops, and then dumps its missile off. That's the way I dumped it down in my head. The weapon provides China with a theoretical unlimited range of deployment. See, that's pretty terrible. So this is actually really interesting, by the way. I, I know the military's power to a certain extent. I don't know what it is now. I was in the military seven, seven or eight years ago now. Seven years ago. I have no idea what kind of advancements we made over seven years. Just imagine the cell phone advancement over seven years. Imagine when the first cell phone came out. Imagine where it was seven years later. I could imagine what they've done by now. But anyway, listen to this. Anytime you have a high flashpoint on the ground, there's an array that comes out there called a space-based infrared system. Space-based infrared system. I don't know how much money we spent on this, but apparently it can detect just about any major launch or explosion on the face of the Earth. But the ability to track those once they actually leave the atmosphere and start their trajectory is complicated by the movement of these vehicles. So that's nuts. We already have something that literally could tell us when somebody launches a missile anywhere in the world. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Who knows what we have? I have no idea. The stuff that we had when I was in was nuts. I thought it's, even to now, even now, I, I have no idea. But apparently we can see people when they launch missiles from anywhere in the world. That would make sense, I guess, as to why we're able to detect when North Korea shoots stuff. So we'll end it here. If you guys did not know, Joe Biden's approval rating has absolutely just taken, I don't know, it's fallen off a cliff a little bit. It continues. And I've actually posted on Twitter a couple times over the last couple of months, and there's people that always say, well, Trump's is worse. Yeah, Trump's might have been worse, but at least Trump could wipe his own ass. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, I, that's, always, that's always a thing. And I always want to respond with, well, you understand, Trump was the most hated person on planet Earth, and Joe Biden's basically right there with him. So, roughly nine months into his presidency, if you guys didn't know, his approval rating has dumped 21 points. That's a lot. The latest polling from Gallup. This is not me making anything up, so there you go. Pegs a president's approval rating at just 42%, the lowest of his term to date, of course, and it's the second lowest of any president Gallup has measured at this moment of their presidency over the last five decades. Wow. You guys want to know how uh, he's stacking up against his predecessors? I will tell you. Biden's at 42% this, this far deep into it. Donald Trump was at 37%, so there's a 5% difference. And we all know that he was definitely one of the most hated people on earth. Barack Obama was at 52%. So he's at 10% lower than him. George W. Bush was at 88%. We all know why. Because of 9-11. Then you have Bill Clinton was a solid 47%. Wow, no one liked him. Couldn't imagine why. And George H. Bush was also at 70%. So he stacks up pretty pretty terribly. 
But this entire article is on CNN, so it made me think, man, what are they going to be talking about? Why are they talking about his approval ratings dumping? Maybe they're going to find a way that they could fix it. So now it's worth noting. As the numbers above make clear that where a president stands in job approval rating nine months into his term is not always predictive on how it'll look when he runs for a second term. There is absolutely no way on planet Earth that Joe Biden is running for a second term. He is a one-term president. That's why he's pushing a crazy agenda to get it passed so he can solidify his name as whatever it is that he thinks he needs to do. I mean, at this point, I don't know if anybody saw the video of him just the other day where he coughs into his you know, first he stands like he's driving a car in the middle of a stage, clenches his fist really hard, just stands there, which was really weird. Then he finished his little speech that he read off his teleprompter, coughed into his hand, or no, what did he do? He turned around and tried to shake somebody's hand that wasn't there. There was literally nobody around him. Then he coughed into his hand, and then he walked down the stage and then shook people. It was the weirdest thing ever. The guy's not there, and it's very apparent. The real danger in Biden's current approval rating uh, is for his party's candidates in the in the coming midterm election. If a president's approval rating is under 50%, his party loses an average 37 seat in the House. That's what I told you guys. We all know what's going to happen. 2022, they need to switch the stuff around. That's why they're trying to say they didn't defund the police in the beginning. Democrats could well have an appealing package of accomplishments to sell to voters come next November. There's also the reality that the trend lines of COVID-19 cases are headed downward. So this made me start thinking, okay, so now they're actually saying that they're heading downward. And if that keeps up, Biden could well benefit from an overall improved outlook among the populace. So imagine this. Big tech, social media, everything, everything that's, that really just kind of loves Biden as a whole. Are we going to see less news going into 2022 talking about COVID stats? Are we just going to stop seeing COVID stuff altogether because it's been hurting him so bad on this latest outbreaks question? That we will not know the answer to, I guess, for another six months. So I hope you guys did enjoy this video over here. Actually, this was a podcast, but it was a video at the same time. If you guys are over on the YouTube channel, I do love you. We started posting over there again. I've got to sneeze, so I'm going to hop off here. I do love you guys. I am out. Oh, my God, I got to sneeze. <laughs>